3: Somebody's mail has been making noise and I suspect it might be... Uh, was it you?
2: In fact, even before we started the podcast, I was saying to Alex, I was like, you know what, this week I'm going to turn off my mail. I know I always forget to turn off and what did I not do instantly? Well, look,
4: don't worry about it. Just do what I do and be permanently on silent. <laughs> and then you never know if anyone's ever contacting you unless you're directly looking at your phone. the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. I had a lovely conversation with Maureen yesterday. Maureen video called me yesterday. You video called me. You video called me twice. Yeah, and then you video called me back. Yes, because you video called me. So I assumed it was something that had to be done on video. So I was like, well, she's video called me twice. I better video call her back because she's video called me. Anyway, Alison, we're video calling. So obviously it's using 4G or Wi-Fi yep. or whatever. We all know how absolutely dog shit my Wi-Fi is. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Virgin assured me that I have absolutely cracking Wi-Fi. I'm like, come here, mate, and have a little look at how <laughs> crap it is. Anyway, I'm talking to Maureen. I cut out of the phone call for quite a long time. But I, the call keeps going. So I am like, Maureen hasn't disconnected the call. So I'm like, okay, well... Let me see if I can fix the Wi-Fi. So I switch the Wi-Fi off, switch it back on again. On my phone. Get back in. Maureen's still talking. Hasn't noticed. has been a couple of minutes while I haven't been on the call. This happens couple of times, three, four times during the call. And she didn't notice at any point that I wasn't there. You've gone still. I noticed that, but I still carried on. Yeah, I hadn't moved for like two minutes. And in fact, I've, the, the screen had frozen. Maureen didn't think, oh, the screen's frozen. Maybe Jen's not. Hearing me, she just no, carried on. No, no. she was not deterred. I said to Maureen, you know, I wasn't on the call, whatever you were saying. You were like, Where are like, weren't you? Oh, never mind. Off she goes, carries on. Da, 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 da. I'm almost not need. This is what I love about my friendship with Maureen is that I'm actually surplus to requirements, even on a phone call. Yeah, she doesn't really need me there. I just need the face, really, don't I? That's all. I just,
2: we're just going to get a framed picture of Jen. We'll just put it up in your place. I just so like a frozen picture of me
4: sort of slightly scowling or gurning. Yeah, like that. So that face that you have, just as you realise your internet's gone, your face is captured in this really, like, sort of grotesque yeah. facial expression. and. Just that few more in at all times. <laughs> so I was like, you do realise I wasn't on the phone? And I was like, oh, OK. I mean, Maureen was like, well, I don't understand what that has to do with what I'm doing, which is talking. <laughs> I was like, OK, fine, carry on. I picked up on a third of what you said, and it was very yeah, interesting. It was
2: very interesting. I've actually
4: realised that if I edit two thirds of whatever Maureen says out of every conversation, it actually makes more sense because the phone call made absolutely got all the detail and it made perfect sense. I didn't need the other the other extra bit extra information. So
2: really, the dodgy Wi-Fi is doing you a big favour. It's filtering out all the unnecessary things. It's filtered Maureen out.
3: And there's very few things that can do that, to be yeah, fair. Exactly. <laughs>
2: (laughs) Um, How about
4: uh, everyone's weeks? What have we been up to?
2: Well, uh, as you guys know, I've been jet-setting around various cities in Europe. Yeah, where have you been? I went to Helsinki on Saturday. Oh, what was that like? Look, Helsinki is beautiful. It was cold, it was snowy, but really nice. The people there are lovely and beautiful. Can I say that? People in Helsinki, beautiful you can people. can say that. Yeah. So nice. Such a great crowd. It was it was lovely. What a delightful time. I wish I had more time to actually spend in Helsinki. Uh, I was excited they had a Taco Bell there. So that's, they got oh, a Taco Bell in Helsinki. That's retro. I mean, you go to Taco Bell when you're a kid, don't you? Oh, I mean, maybe you still go. I don't know. So it was super fun. So I enjoyed that. It was a great Taco Bell. Great time in Helsinki. The only thing was flying during storms which is what we're in right now. yeah. 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 So I was supposed to come back at a reasonable hour in the day but that plane was cancelled because I had to go to Amsterdam and there was just too much weather so that got cancelled which led to me sitting in a a lounge for seven hours which was a little tedious. Which was a little tedious. What did you do? Well I downloaded a few Netflix. I did some work. I like ate a lot of lounge food. I'm so grateful that I have a lounge pass. I gotta tell you. I want to know about this lounge pass. How do I get one? I want one. Look, they're called Priority Pass. You can purchase it. I get mine in conjunction with my credit card. It was a big lifesaver because there's booze there, too. If you want to drink, you can, like, drink in the lounge. Oh, yeah, I'll be drinking. So it's fine. But then it was exciting because I actually got on the plane and we started to fly. And I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was just that day, if everyone had eaten something bad in the airport. I have never been surrounded by so many farts Ooh. in my entire life. Oh my it God. was like nonstop farts. Just And there was a seven-year-old kid sitting beside me. And the thing was, I could see him adjust for when he was going to fart. I was yeah. like, oh, you are about to fart. I know you. Don't lift your butt up. <laughs>
4: I keep farting. Did you
2: say anything? No, because I... At seven, what are you going to say? Don't fart near me. Stop farting? On a two-hour flight. Oh, it was just farts, 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 farts. And then I get on the second plane, because it's a transfer, so I transfer over, get on the second plane. That
4: sounds horrendous.
3: It's
2: not even that far that you have to
4: transfer from Helsinki to Manchester. Why?
2: You you cannot get a direct flight from... No, there are no direct flights into Manchester, everyone. This is what I've realised over time. Everything is a joining flight. So my journey started at ten AM. A. M. And I got home at 11 p.m. Oh, that's very s- exciting day. Sucks and yeah. donkeys, what's it? But the second flight, it was so turbulent Like, I haven't been on a flight. Like, even going on the runway, it was like sideways. When we landed, okay, I've never seen anyone use, you know, the vomit bags, you know, the puke bags. I've never seen, and I have flown a lot in my lifetime, four people around me. Blah. Yeah. so I was farts in the first one vomit in the second one Yeah, one hell of a way to spend a Sunday everyone uh, yeah. and yeah. one hell of a way just for a
4: 20 minute gig <laughs> frankly I resent getting stuck in traffic on the M25
2: <laughs> but I am not going to Helsinki for a 24 hour gig interesting fact about Helsinki though one last thing I did learn something about it yeah. the ratio of females to male is 3 to 1 great I'm there Tell me more. I know, Jen, this would be your vibe. The audience was like, I walked off stage and I was like, oh, there's a lot of women in the audience. And the promoter was like, oh yeah, Helsinki is a higher population of women to men. It's like three to one. Very why? feminist country. I don't know why. But I noticed it when I got off stage because I looked around and all I saw was a bunch of real pretty ladies with some unattractive men. That is what I noticed in Helsinki. I mean, you don't need to go to Helsinki <laughs> to find that.
4: But let's be honest, if you are a single man, because it's the opposite in New York, isn't it? Is,
2: it? is there? So in
4: New York, there's more. Men to men? women, I think, to women. Is there? I think you made that up. <laughs> I, think it it I think it is, to more, men. Men to it is more, more women to men. It is more women to men. They're dying off. This is what's happening. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> They're not surviving. Alice, that sounds great. Me
3: and Jen were lucky because we swapped gigs. Jen was meant to be in London. I was meant to be in Brighton. <gasps> and we managed to persuade the promoters to swap us because there were no trains running, so we couldn't do the gigs.
2: <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant.
3: And also, this is hilarious, on Saturday there was like a group of girls on the front row and uh, they turned out to be fans of me, which was really... I've never had that before in my life. You have fans, Maureen Younger. They so would go, she's here, she's here, she's there. And I'm thinking, well, it must mean me. I'm the only woman on the bill and I'm the one standing it. But it was really funny. because That's nice. Yeah, uh-huh. it was really nice of them. I think they're listening to WTB. so if you're listening, ladies, uh, hello.
4: And- so Maureen being very flirtatious there. You didn't see it because it's a
3: podcast. Hello. But- <laughs> hello.
2: <laughs>
4: a little eyebrow went- she just went very Kenneth Williams. But it it was very nice, actually, a nice surprise, because I've never really had that before. Listen, there are lots of people who adore you and you are their spirit animal, as someone actually wrote to us to say. Yes, I So saw that. there we are. Warren, who knows? It's up the creek Saturday night, the 0 02. I mean, we'll have to put the roof back on but anytime. <laughs> so Jen, what was your what was your week like? Very quickly, on Saturday I had a Saturday night off and Chloe and I had a night away. Uh, in a hotel Ooh. And that was very nice We spent the debt together <laughs> uh, We had a lovely time A romantic meal And um, a hotel room And then we Nice breakfast We went for a walk The next day And yeah It was really nice And Chloe's parents Looked after the boys And so we had A really lovely time Oh That sounds yeah. lovely I know so this. Nice. I'm not even going to Allow myself to be cynical About it Because we genuinely Had a good time And that was really good. nice You deserve yeah. it Yeah oh, Thanks Maureen I think I yeah. do I met the both of you. I met Chloe as well. But... Oh, right, yeah, sure. She deserves it. If anything, she deserves it more than I do, because she lives with me. So I'm glad to see that we all had great weeks, but um, obviously they're all going to seem quite sort of staid and boring when we compare them to what can only be described as another a bee, a more, a morning moment. I'd managed to block
3: myself as a spam sender. (laughs) I chose my own number and my own
4: contact to block. (laughs) Oh, my God, Maureen. I don't... I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got (laughs) to shut it down. Well, this Be Maureen moment was caught on
3: camera (laughs) and Jen (laughs) and Alison witnessed it. I will explain it and then Jen will give her version, no doubt. So, as you know, if you're a Patreon, we do a little clip and we, sh- we show it every week on our Patreon channel. And for some reason, this is the exciting content that you get if you become a patron. I wanted to show people my new sofa. Yes, that's how exciting the content was. <laughs> so I wanted to show people the new sofa. They're laughing already. And for some reason, I couldn't figure out which way the camera was on my computer, despite the fact we were on Zoom. And I was on Zoom, so basically the camera's clearly in my way. But for some reason, I thought it was facing the other way so I kept trying to show my sofa and I was showing everything but my sofa and getting very confused and slightly annoyed that somehow every time I showed my sofa I was getting the other side of the room and that still didn't explain to me what I was doing wrong Alison and Jen found the whole thing hilarious. I managed to knock off the mic and the thing that holds up my computer off the, off the desk,
4: and I was getting very... Yeah. And Jen in the end just can you just stop? Because yeah. it, it was just... It's basically what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> At one point, Maureen was holding her computer and, and was like, I can't seem to show you the sofa. And I was like, because you're facing the wrong direction, for a start. <laughs> the sofa is behind you, and you're facing the other way. But at one point, all I get, I think it was Alison said something like, We have literally seen every Everything. single Everything.
2: Everything in the room. Apart
4: from <laughs> the sofa. But you were looking <laughs> away from the sofa, going, oh, Sorry, guys, I don't know why we can't see the sofa. It's like, <laughs> because you've got some, the camera you is. Know, it was facing me. Yeah, I didn't figure that one out. I couldn't figure that one out. I was like, getting really confused. Yeah. Like... Well, it was confusing, Maureen. We were confused. I, at, at one point, it just became painful.
2: <laughs> we should have said, "Sit on the sofa, and then we will see the sofa." Oh yes, yeah. then you would have seen oh, the sofa. So it was oh, yeah. our the,
4: fault. our fault. That yeah. was our yeah, your fault,
2: Maureen. Yeah,
4: Alison's right. What were we thinking, allowing you to to <laughs> to work out the logistics? But
3: do you know, what I, mean? I am a very intelligent, well-educated, very modest, well-read woman. But there are just sometimes I just my brain just doesn't make that connection. Yeah.
2: Well, there's, there's, you know, literary smarts and then there's operating a camera. Uh, uh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, Maureen, I, I'm glad that I seem to be present now. I, I would say 80% of these. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably switching off your internet on purpose. Aren't I'm you? sorry, you're breaking up, Maureen. You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, once again, thank you for your happy, mommy moment. But, of course, it is time to head over to Alison Jude Smith because she has a problem that no-one else can help and that's why she is the A-team! <laughs>
2: Go to the gym, get it together Pay your taxes and stop eating chips Take my advice,
4: take my advice
2: Cos I ain't using it no. no, 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 no Take my advice, I ain't using it Well, this week, it was very short. I like this problem. It was two words. Insomnia. Help. All right, I gotcha. We'll try to do what we can to help. Insomnia. This is a big thing. Maureen, I know sometimes you struggle with going to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's tricky. I've got a solution. Okay, let me read out because you and I have both recently, I think both discovered the same solution. Yes. Yes. I think we may have. So insomnia, what to do? Well, you'll be interested to know there's two types of insomnia, which I found out about. I know. There's primary insomnia, which the condition arises when your sleep problem are not a primary determinant of health condition caused by sleep related disorders so primary insomnia is not a health related thing secondary insomnia the condition arises when you face problems due to things like arthritis or diabetes or so primary not health related secondary Health related. Didn't know that. So that was an interesting thing. The biggest things you can do. Okay, I I broke it down into trunks. So let's talk about your environment, creating restful environment. This is very important. I don't think people understand the value of making your bedroom a place of sleep. Sleep and sex. That is all you should be doing in your bedroom, everyone. If you're doing anything else in your bedroom, you are confusing your body and your brain. So things that I want you to do in your bedroom. Number one, I want you to focus on the comfort of your bed. I think people just think a bed is a bed is a bed. Absolutely not. You might need a foam topper on your mattress. You might be able to use some sort of quilt topper. How old is your mattress? Is it time to flip the mattress? Do you love your sheets? Your comfy bed. That is the most important thing. If your bed isn't a pillowy delight for you to crawl into, you need to work on that, number one. Number two a weighted blanket. Yes. Ah, totally recommend yes. it. How much has this changed your life, Maureen? Do you know what?
3: On my new sofa, I often fall asleep because I put the weighted blanket on my sofa Yeah, and I'm out at the count. The thing about it, I don't tend to wake up, but it's a really deep sleep, so yes. it's a much better sleep than I used to have. Yeah. So I'm really out for the count. Yeah. I would recommend a weighted blanket. <clears throat> There's definitely.
2: something about the pressure of the blanket. It's like it's giving you a sleep hug. It's like it's all going to be okay. Like it wraps yeah. its arms around you. And so a weighted blanket, honestly, my boy, Friend too struggled with a lot of sleep problems. I bought us weighted blankets, game changer. So, weighted blanket, big thing. Use as many pillows as you need. Now, I say this more than just your head. Sometimes people with hip and back problems, get yourself a knee pillow. Get yourself pillows that you can prop yourself up in ways that give you a better night's sleep. Some people can't have their head totally flat because they have sinus problems. You can get a pillow that raises your head a bit so you can breathe better. I think JML, there's a lot of like TV. You can buy pillows like specifically for between your knees, for under your back. Don't be afraid of pillows. Use as many pillows as you need, I say. Do you want a foam pillow? Do you like a a feather pillow? Do you want... Pillows. Explore the world of pillows. It makes a big difference. Allergy-proof mattress and blankets. Everyone, you would be amazed at how much dust affects our sleep. Really, you should be changing your bedding at least once a week. If you can get a mattress protector, that really helps with dust mites, because although, yes, we're all clean, But it doesn't matter how clean you are. Dust mites exist. They are in your bed. They are a part of your world if you want them or not. So finding a mattress cover, maybe a hypoallergenic sheet. Some people have to only sleep on 100% cotton sheets. Explore allergy-proof things. That might be a part of the reason why you can't sleep. Blackout curtains. Okay, listen, you might think, oh, it gets dark enough in here to sleep. Absolutely not. I am telling you, blackout curtains make a world of difference. The littlest bit of light can really affect your sleep. The way your bedroom is set up, listen, bedroom feng shui. Believe it or not, I forget the exact term, but water runs underneath the ground. And some people are very sensitive to currents. And sometimes the positioning of your bed, where it's in in your room... It affects the way you sleep. Move your bedroom around. Maybe there's a different position that your bed should be in or something, you know, closer to the window, maybe further than the window. So bedroom feng shui can really help. Aromatherapy. This is something else I want to put out there. Some people have... Look, a little bit of lavender in the air really helps. Uh, Some people, maybe a citrus smell. But aromatherapy, if you just get one of those little steamers and add a little scent in your room, a lovely smell can sometimes just help you trickle off into the world of sleep. Physical things you can do, look, I'm sorry to say this, everyone, but a little bit of regular exercise really does help. Even if it's just a bit of stretching, a bit of walking, try to keep your sleep hours consistent. Maureen, I know this is a hard one for you. You run on all sorts of different hours. Yes, I do different times. And the best thing to do for your circadian rhythm, if you try to keep your sleep regular, so let's say every day, even if you go, I may not fall asleep at 11.30 p.m., but I'm going to go into my room and attempt to begin it consistency is the key you will get a better sleep if you're constantly trying to go to bed at around about the same hour even if it's 1 a.m every night i will try to go to bed at 1 a.m or whatever it is but finding some sort of consistency really helps cut down on your caffeine simple i know but that includes sugar sugar and caffeine i mean maybe maureen you want to start going at 10 o'clock you're going to stop drinking anything that isn't water right anything can affect your sleep a little bit that goes with food too Cut off your food at the right time because you cannot eat a bunch of food and then go lay down and have a good night's sleep. It affects your sleep. So keep that in mind. If you're a smoker, don't smoke before you go to bed. Nicotine keeps you up, it is a stimulant. If you are going to have some late night snacks, like I said, have them a little bit earlier, but also focus on foods that are a little bit higher in magnesium, as magnesium is something that helps you sleep. Believe it or not, cheese and crackers was recommended. Crazy because cheese apparently gives you nightmares, but if you have them at a certain time, cheese and crackers high in magnesium will help you go off to sleep a little bit more mentally. Things you can do a little bit of meditation might help, or some mantras maybe just some things you're saying to yourself while you're laying in bed before you go to sleep. All right, a little meditation, a little mantras can help you settle in. If you're stressed, if you're worried, if you're thinking about things, you know me, I'm gonna say, write it down. Get it out of your head. Have a little bedtime journal that maybe you write down thoughts that are in your head before you go to sleep. Get them out of your head so they're cleared from your head. You can think about them the next day and just get into sleep. If all else fails, look, a little bit of therapy. Cognitive therapy can always help. You can then also... Try acupuncture. That is another thing that a lot of people have said helps with sleep, is a little bit not right at the sleep time. Don't be shoving needles in yourself. But ahead of time, go to a (laughs) professional who knows what to do. A little bit of acupuncture apparently really helps out. And then last case scenario, talk to your doctor. Because it could be, like I said, a physical thing. Thyroid conditions leads to not being able to sleep. Diabetes. There's a whole slew of things. And then you can maybe talk to your doctor about a little bit of medication. Now, I'm not talking sleeping pills. I'm talking about things like l tryptophan, which is an amino acid. Sometimes doctors will recommend that. Ginkgo biloba, which is a a lovely little element that you can take that helps sleep. Magnesium, like I said. You don't sell it in this country, but melatonin. um, There's a lot of replacements. Even a little bit of lavender oil you can take directly. These are all things that can help with your system to sleep a little bit. That is all of the advice that I can gather at this moment about sleeping better, but I wish you all the best. I hope that helps. And sweet dreams, everyone. Oh, Alison, that was really good advice. There's loads in there to
4: do. Loads in there that I hadn't thought about, actually. Also, a hot bath sometimes can help. Hot Definitely. Not, yeah, yeah. Time, Definitely. That could be a good
2: nighttime routine. Yeah. Maybe for go to bed, a little soak and Light then... a candle. Make it yeah. dark in the yeah. bath. Not too dark, not creepy. You can masturbate, too. That helps you sleep. Honestly,
4: just sometimes. That does, doesn't it? You have a little yes, cheeky wank does. and you're like, oh, gosh, Woo! that's me. Flipping. I'm done. I'm ready for sleep. Flipping through there. Yeah, yeah. But also... Um, you know, I don't have my phone near my bed, so... That's a good thing. Blue light,
2: get rid of that blue light. Got yeah. rid of
4: all of that. Don't look at your phone before bed. If, if you can, possibly get out of that habit. Because I do really think that even if you're cutting out that light... There's something about looking you're at... stimulating. You're thinking, it. you're thinking. It's, it's stimulating something. It's creating dopamine. It's doing something or the opposite. And all of that stuff, you don't want all those chemicals pumping around your body before you go to sleep. So best to switch all of that off. Read a book. As someone
3: who suffers a lot from insomnia, like I can be up till 7.30 in the morning easily. The weighted blanket has been like a game changer. I was a bit sceptical, but honestly, I haven't made my bed yet half the time because I um, I just put, I put that blanket on while I'm watching TV and I go, oh, just have a little... Just close my eyes for a little bit and then I'm out for the count. It's a really deep, deep sleep and I don't normally have those, so
4: I'm big fan of the weighted it Weighted it. there you go. Top advice from Insomnia Queen, more and younger. Alison <laughs> June Smith, thank you so much for your advice. My
2: pleasure. I'm surprised that you're here. I've just woken up, and yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to point. It's out. called being professional,
4: Alison. <laughs> but I think we should just move straight on to the next section, which is television. Let's do
3: it. I've been watching a classic. <gasps> That's not like you, Maureen. Diagnosis Murder. Oh, come on. With Dick Van Dyke. Oh, come on, it's brilliant. I love Dick Van Dyke. I love Diagnosis Murder. I don't know if you've watched it, Alison.
2: I have heard of it. I think I've seen clips of it.
3: It's of its time. It's of its time. It's 90s, isn't it? Yeah. It's basically, um, it's on CBS Action at the moment. So Dick Van Dyke plays a doctor, Dr. Mark Sloan, who helps solve crime. He obviously doesn't work for the NHS because he can just pop out and solve a crime. And his son, Barry Van Dyke, who's his real son in life, is the detective, and then he gets help from another doctor, from uh, Amanda, who's a pathologist. And they solve crimes every week. It's very busy around Malibu. I bet. It's total nonsense, but I really enjoy it. It's just great bubblegum TV. Yeah,
4: it's um, feel-good, cosy crime, isn't it? Yes. That's what it is. Uh, And and, and who doesn't like a bit of cosy crime? Yeah. I mean, we don't want constant sort of, like, Nightmarish horror, do Nordic. we? Nordic no. Nordic noir. Every now and again we want a cheeky little American doctor solving a crime with his son. Why not? Obviously it's diagnosis murder, isn't it? But Yeah, so it's a murder. Everyone is murdered. But they always seem to be murdered in a sort of a benign way. He was shot, but um, he was asleep, so it didn't hurt. It's not
3: like midsummer murder where they come up with the most ridiculous, you know, he was shot by a crossbow while some monument fell on top of him or something. You know, it is kind of
4: old school poisonings and shootings.
3: So it's like yeah.
2: Murder, She Wrote, but with a yeah. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you been watching,
4: Jen? I guess not Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> you guessed correctly, Maureen. <laughs> so I'm watching Adam Kay's adaptation of his own novel, This Is Going to Hurt, on BBC. It's a new comedy drama series and I absolutely bloody love it think it's brilliant set in 2006 when adam was a a doctor i don't think this is a autobiography i think the character of adam in the drama is based on adam but isn't adam if you see what i mean there are lots of similarities but he's made it quite clear this isn't an autobiography but yes i'm just thoroughly enjoying it there's been some um i want to say blowback that's not quite the (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right word, is it? Um there's been some what what, what is it? people uh, that's it, backlash, yeah. That's it? Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit of backlash, um people saying that it's misogynistic and uh some women who represent pregnancy you know, not NCT but a group like that have said, Oh, that this is a reductive way to view a woman's experience when she goes to hospital. Also terrifying if you're watching it if you are pregnant because all the <laughs> all the births are incredibly traumatic. And also the way it's called, um, Brats and twats. He, he refers to obs as brats and twats, and and one woman was absolutely livid that it was it was entirely from his point of view, uh, well, not from the women's at all. It's like well, well he's the protagonist. That's the point. He's the, yeah, it's a it's a memoir. Anyway, um, I think it's really well written. It shows, I think, very. I'm not an obstetrician, but it shows how much pressure NHS workers are under. And this was obviously based in 2006, so God only knows what kind of pressure people that work in hospitals are under at the moment. It doesn't bear thinking about. It shows um, how difficult it is to do your job when you're working Uh, 70 to 90 hour week you're so tired you'll make mistakes those mistakes have huge consequences it's not that you get the numbers wrong and when you're delivering a report to your manager it can mean that somebody loses their life and also how it impacts on your relationships and how it impacts on your mental health. And how you see senior consultants, a lot of the senior consultants, who they are as people in order to be able to do their job, which is that they've completely compartmentalized their job so that they don't become emotionally involved or attached, or try not to, or seem not to. So there's a lot of gallows humour and a lot of quite dark jokes, which you would imagine there would have to be when you are in life and death situation to be to deal yeah. with. Yeah, yeah and also the mundanity of it of, of there's also that and just you know if you are uh, working in that department that you are generally just delivering babies and um you're on your 58th cesarean section or whatever anyway look it's very funny there's brilliant dialogue i think the characters are great I think there's very strong female characters in it. He is definitely the protagonist, but also the antagonist because he's a bit of a bellend. And I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. And also, if, even if you've read the book, it's it's different enough from the book that it will keep you guessing as to what will happen, if you see <laughs> what I
2: mean. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Not enough time for him to run off and solve crimes, right? No, not not when you work for the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more of a realistic portrayal of, of doctors' lives is yeah. what you watched, Jen. I love that a woman got worked up about... It, you know all the births. It's so true. Look. Even the the best births, still pretty tragic and crazy. I think birthing is a very terrifying, you know, so these people who want to believe it's an easy thing, I'm sorry, birthing is... Yeah, I mean, I think the argument was that
4: women don't have any agency and it's all left up to doctors and something that is very natural and has been happening for, you know, centuries. It's so medicalized, uh, And I think that was where the... I'm going to say blowback uh, was. <laughs> you say that, but like for centuries, until we had the kind
3: of medicalized that we did, for centuries... Uh, the thing that most women died of was childbirth. Childbirth. Yes. That was what killed women. The you most know.
2: natural, easiest thing we've been doing for years is also our
4: biggest killer. It's the closest a woman comes to death is giving birth. Mm, yeah. However, I think what they're trying to do is is try to let women know that they do have agency and they can make decisions about the birth of their child and that it needn't be left up to doctors or to the midwife. And I think that's kind of where that pushback comes from. However, Yes, of course, I'm absolutely delighted that there are people that are <laughs> that are medically in the know uh, and are saving babies and women's lives every day. And the other thing I watched, and I'll say it very quickly, and I think, Maureen, you've seen it. Have you seen the film The Lost Daughter? I haven't yet, no. Is it good? Well, I really enjoyed it. I don't want to say anything about it. I think what I... I going to say is you watch it, and then maybe we'll talk about it next week. Ooh, okay. That would be your homework.
3: <laughs> right now, it's horror time, isn't it? What horror, Alison?
2: Maureen, you almost look excited. Thank you. Because sometimes I know you just look at me like, what are you watching? What are you doing with your life, Alison? So thank you for the enthusiastic introduction this time. Okay, sleep, deprivation, insomnia. I know we all think I'm going to go to my favorites, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I always recommend those. But I have another horror movie suggestion. Now, it is listed as haunting, but I do believe it is The Haunting, okay? It is a remake of the 1963 classic where Dr. David Merrow, in this one, played by Liam Neeson, lures three subjects to a haunted house by advertising for volunteers to study on insomnia. These unfortunate subjects are Theo, Katherine Zetta jones Neil, Lily Taylor, and Luke, Owen Wilson. And basically, it's like they think they're going there to be studied for a sleep apnea thing. uh, And they are in a haunted house. And Liam Neeson knows this and is just filming and seeing what goes on. So it's more of an experiment of like mental breakdown. I did not know it was a remake of a classic. Well, it is a remake. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. To me, it's one of those just mindless horror movies. Not too scary, not too gory. A few moments where you may jump, but I just loved it. I thought it was a good, fun watch. So The Haunting, you can see it on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. It actually gets a very high rating. I'm happy to recommend it to you all. The Haunting. Okay.
4: The Haunting with Liam Neeson about insomnia. Okay, I have absolutely never even heard of this film. This is what I love about horror films. There are very few very successful actors who haven't at some point done a horror film. Yes. It seems like a really a good way for actors to break in to movies and directors because they know that they'll make a film that that will always have an audience cuz horror fans they don't care
2: how good or bad it is. They're going to watch it. I'm
4: going to see what it's you like. Bet. Yeah? yeah.
2: So there's... in fact the worse it is, the more of a challenge it is for me sometimes. I've watched some <laughs> of the worst horror movies ever and been like, oh, "You know what? I really enjoyed that because it was so bad." Yeah. Uh, that that I love it. So yeah, The Haunting The Haunting.
4: Okay, thank you very much, Alison. Maureen, it's your turn again. God help us. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well... I did 80s soul singers, female 80s soul singers, so I thought, hmm, what do I do this week? 80s male soul singers. Male singers! Yes, oh, yeah, baby. Now, I thought, who 80s? It's got to be Luther Vandross. It's got to be one of them, <gasps> <isn't it? gasps>
4: My favourite. I love Luther. What's not to love about Luther? If
3: you haven't heard of Luther... Check him out. I once got angry because I listened, he came on the radio and I was like, oh, it's Luther. And then somebody rapped over him. I was absolutely livid for hours. Oh. <laughs> How can you rap over Luther Vandross? What the hell are you, you playing can't. at? It's not allowed. And originally he was a backing singer. And I can't remember who it was, but there was a famous female singer who said, no, no, you can't be backing vocals. You've got to do. Your Own Stuff. Oh. He also was a lead singer on Change. who had great hits, Searching and Glow Love. And his first big
4: album came out, Never Too Much. That is such a great track. I mean, I challenge you for that song to come on and for you not to go, right, OK, let's let's dance. I know. It's such a great track. He had
3: some great songs. He also uh, helped produce Aretha Franklin, Dionne Warwick. Give Me The Reason. Yes, Give Me The Reason. Uh, I hope House Is Not A Home, So Amazing, Until You Come Back To Me, Wait Because I love. really didn't mean it. If only for one yeah. night. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. And I could have gone to see him in 1983 at a Valentine's Day concert, and I didn't go. And I've regretted that ever since. So,
4: oh, like, Oh, I should such have done
3: regret. that. Should have done that. Anyway, uh, I also thought 80s again. Who else? George Benson. You've got to put George Benson in there,
4: haven't Love you? Love George Benson.
3: Love George Benson. Yeah. What a smooth operator. Guitarist, singer, songwriter. Was a child prodigy. It's kind of he does jazz. He does pop. He does, I suppose, R and B. And his mid-seventies came out with Breezin', and this Masquerade is now a jazz standard. And his breakthrough albums, Give Me the Night. Do you remember that? Yeah, in fact, I've got that on vinyl. Yes, I've got that on vinyl, and I've got 2020 as well. And Love All the Hurt Way. I think I've got them singles as well. Turn your love around, and Lady Love Me. Turn
4: your love Around. around.
3: We don't really sing. Yeah, we can't sing. Okay. <laughs> uh, the third one is a bit like Charday. They had one massive album that went everywhere, and this is Terence Trent D'Arby. Oh, I love oh. Terence,
2: wishing well, what a crooner. Oh. What a great
3: voice! <gasps> he had a hit album in 1987. It was massive, and it was called Introducing the Hardliner called Terence Trent D'Arby. And I can't explain, unless you were there, how big that album was. It was everywhere. He was stunning. He was gorgeous. I remember seeing him on top of the pops. But I think he did the split. Everyone fancied him. Everyone fancied him. I mean, I don't him. know
4: anyone that oh, didn't fancy you. him.
3: And apparently um, people that worked for um, Prince came to check him out because I think they thought he might be a threat. Unfortunately, his second album never got anywhere. But for that one album, he had so many hits from it. If You Let Me Stay, Sign Your Name remember that I
2: love that one sign
3: your name across my, my heart. but honestly he now goes by a different name you.
4: which I am probably going to mispronounce Sananda Maitreya
2: yeah
3: I
4: think he should have stuck with Terence Trent Darby just because I, won't know, I don't know who that is but I do know who Terence Trent Darby is
3: no but honestly it's a fantastic album and check out him
4: on top of the pop so everyone just looked at him and was like
3: this man is gorgeous.
4: That's something I really remember because I, I must have been at school at the time, and everybody at school I mean, you know, obviously I was like, he's great looking, but I felt absolutely zero. Um, <laughs> but all the girls at school really, really had the hots for him. Yeah. I he mean, was I just, stunning. it was like, you know, posters on your bedroom wall, and people used to stick, um, pictures on their A4 folders to go to school and every all the girls had Terence Trent Derby. Sexy when he
2: sings, like that music, yeah. And the
3: last one is probably less well known, um, Kenny Burke, he brought out an album in 1982 called Changes and then, you probably don't know him unless you list, used to listen to, there used to be illegal soul stations in the 80s, Alison, uh, Radio and Victor and JFL and stuff like that, which I used to <coughs> I listen to and his song Rising to the Top him and Atlantic Star were like they, they got played all the time so Rising to the Top is a great great record I mean younger people it's been sampled so often that people probably recognise the, the tune like the beginning of it but they don't realise where it's from so anyway those are the four I recommend honestly check them out you can check them out on YouTube thank you very
2: much and Younger for your cultural recommendations we enjoy them as always look we've had a wonderful show we've been cultured we've solved some problems we've talked about what's going on in the week we've discussed weather I think we've we've to all the boxes, except for one. Except for one, which is... We want to know, Jen, because we're probably relating and we need you to be the voice of this. What the hell is getting your goat this week?
4: I don't want to lose my shit over... Okay, this is it. Right, let's go. What's now?
2: I cannot handle this!
4: (laughs) My children... Are obsessed with their birthday. This is our fault. We've made their birthdays too fun. But okay. This is in September. Yes. Their birthday's in September. And by the day after their birthday, they wanted to know when their birthday was. We were like, listen, <laughs> just try and enjoy. We've got Halloween, we've got bonfire night, we've got Christmas, enjoy your life, enjoy being, you know, seven. I had my birthday. They were just appalled that I had a birthday that wasn't their birthday and on my birthday they spent the entire day going okay google how many days until my until the, until my birthday and google would go 220 something but look they're seven i get it of course everything's about them i understand that but Every single bloody day, I have to tell them how many days it is till their birthday. And I'm just like, it's a day less than it was the last time you asked me. OK, <laughs> so just do some maths. What are they teaching you at school? So then they go back to, OK, Google, okay, well, how many days is it till the... Look, it's a small thing. Is it really getting my goat? Probably not, but I'm running out of things. <laughs> the point is this. I've decided next birthday, we've got to make it a pretty sombre affair. You know, let's just not make a huge fuss. Maybe just like a couple of carrot sticks and a cucumber. (laughs) A candle on a cabbage and just say, happy birthday, boys, enjoy your greens. And then maybe, just maybe, I won't have to go through this again next year because every single bloody day, I have to tell these children when their birthday is. It's like, it's February, your birthday's in September. I don't want your birthday to happen soon because that means we don't have summer and we're straight back into... Heading towards winter. Are you mad? Let's just live our lives. Also, then I'm closer to being 48. Look, can we just be in the now? Yeah. <laughs> what I've got to teach my kids is mindfulness. That's what I've realised. Oh, yeah. Good luck yeah. on that. If anyone's got any tips about how to make two seven year olds mindful, then uh, call me on 555. Um, they probably haven't got kids. If they've got suggestions. Um, can I just say and also when you're a kid saying 200 and whatever 50 days, I mean it just sounds like never ending. I mean it, it, for them they, every day they ask me how many hours till school's finished? I go like it's like I always take an hour off. I go it's five hours, it's nothing. five hours so they're like <laughs> <laughs> five hours. For me, the day is like I drop them at school Oh school's finished. But for them, it's such a long time, they miss home, they don't want to come back. They've
3: got no real sense of hours anyway, do they? I mean, I remember saying, he was a bit young, I think he was like two or three, and can we go for a walk for half an hour? I took him for a walk for ten minutes, he was none the wiser. I mean, he does not know what half an hour is, does he?
4: of course not. None of them know. They don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, they've got no concept of time. An hour, a minute, a day, it's all the same to them. They're like, it just feels forever. If I say to them, I'll be a minute, they're like, oh, a minute, oh, a
2: minute. Do you know, you can buy a, a birthday countdown calendar. I'm
4: not doing it, Alison. I'm not drawing attention to this. We had to do that. We had to do an advent calendar before the advent calendar. Can you believe this? So we had a countdown before the countdown. And <laughs> I'll try to explain to my children, you have a calendar where at the end of it, a homemade calendar that Chloe has made, That at the end of it, you either get a chocolate or sometimes they get a little toy in it. Every couple of days, they'll get a little toy. Mm-hmm. I try to explain to my children, we had one Advent calendar in our house, okay? One, yeah? And there was no chocolate inside our Advent calendar and my brothers took it in turns to open the door of the calendar, which was always a religious calendar. So when you opened it, you'd get like an angel or a picture of a bell. So I, I want to tell you to them, just wind your neck in, hey? just live your life and but and also these kids get gifts when it's not even their birthday which is for me is absolutely batshit i don't understand it i mean obviously i have approved it all because i'm their parent but <laughs> at the same time it's, it's a horror show sport rotten <sighs> anyway to be honest with you i'm not that, it, I'm peeved. What, what's got my peeve?
2: What's got your peeve?
4: I'm peeved. <laughs> At best, if I'm honest. In fact, I barely think about it. It's
2: just poking the goat. <laughs> I'll
4: come up with something better next week. I can't be off the charts angry all the time. Sometimes I'm just a little bit. Well, I mean, Jen, in real life, you manage it quite it's easily. Boring. I can't talk about all that stuff.
3: <laughs> I
4: can't be ranting about Boris Johnson every week. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> the fact that we are forcing Jen to publicly air her goats... Maybe that's what's getting it out. Maybe you're like, you know what? Every week I'm venting, so eventually you're gonna be this like, is what's getting my goat? Is I have to have a goat every week? It's too much
4: pressure for this lesbian, okay? <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Generally speaking, I'm a very laid back woman. Women talking bollocks.
2: If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review.
3: Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we
4: may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do?